I hope you will understand me. Uh, I've, I've been a little tired today, so then my accent gets a little thicker, okay? That's what happens. So the, it's the Austrian-German accent you hear. I married a good-looking Swedish girl. Come on, somebody. Whew, that's a hot girl. And, uh, and then I moved to Africa when I was 22 and have been there now for 27, soon 28 years as a missionary. And uh, I'm a first-generation believer. Some of you will understand once I start to get going here. <laughs> I've tried to behave in church ever since I was 20, and it's never really succeeded, right? So, but God had an assignment for me, as Destiny said, with the non-Christians, the Muslims, the Hindus, the animists, and the people out there. And tonight I got the privilege to have a little Bible study with you that I have ch chosen to call Breaking Limitations. We are having three days of advance, isn't it? And you are in the year of advancing. So uh, Breaking Limitations. So if you want a title, if you want to write stuff down, you can write Breaking Limitations. And uh, I want us to start to read from an Old Testament book. Now I, I'll, it's, it's awesome to speak in America because you are so familiar with the Bible. Uh, some of you say, no, I don't know the Bible. But you see, you grew up in America and uh, Jesus is very much in this culture. If, you've been, if you sit in a car here, every time I rent a car here, start to flip through the, you know, through the channels, there's always a Bible study somewhere. If I come into a hotel room and I go through the channels, there's always someone preaching. And, and uh, some of you, you say, oh, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's, it's a privilege. It's an amazing thing. That's very few nations in the world that has it like that. So let's go to Zechariah chapter 2 in the Old Testament. In, in Zechariah chapter 2, we're going to read the first five verses. And uh, as I believe I'm speaking to mainly believers here tonight, you all know that we can read promises to Israel as promises to us, right? Based upon Apostle Paul's teaching in Romans 11, we have been as olive branches grafted in to the olive tree, isn't it, that is Israel. And we are also partakers of the promises to the people of Israel. We are part of the people, the new covenant people, right? So when we read uh, an Old Testament uh, scripture like this, uh, uh, you all know that you can take it to heart, right? The Holy Spirit can minister through that. And as Pentecostals, we also believe a little bit differently than many other denominations. We believe God can use a text prophetic, um, even though it was written, because this is what it is, right? When we read the Bible, uh, it is three-dimensional at least, maybe more, right? So it can speak straight into a time that was and it speaks into the future, and it speaks into the present at the same time. So when we open up the Bible now, it will come alive to us, and we believe we will have a holy moment. Can we just lift up our hands and say, we want a holy moment. We want a moment of the prophetic. We want a moment where you minister to us. So we're reading from Zechariah, chapter 2 and verse 1. I'm so excited. So excited. I'm, I'm going to go African on you tonight. I'm so excited. So it says here, Then I looked up, Zechariah says, and there before me was a man with a measuring line in his hand. So he's having a vision. 
and he sees in the vision a man with a measuring line. And I asked, where are you going? And he answered me to measure Jerusalem, to find out how wide and how long it is. And while the angel who was speaking to me was leaving, another angel came to meet him. Are you following? So he's, he's seeing a man in the vision and there is an angel talking to him. And when that angel is, is leaving, an angel comes to team up with that angel. All right. And here we go. And he said to him, run, tell that young man, Jerusalem will be a city without walls because of the great number of people and animals in it. And I myself will be a wall of fire around it, declares the Lord. And I will be its glory within. Isn't this a fantastic text? It's an amazing text. And, and he is what I believe the Holy Spirit uh, has spoken to me to tell you tonight. I believe that what God wants to do in your life and what he has planned to do in our lives can't be measured by human standards. Are you here? So here this man, he, he tried to measure what God was up to, what God has done, what he was up to. But the angel said, hey, don't do that. You can't measure what is going to happen with Jerusalem with human standards. So I'd like to say that to all of you that have come into this Bible study. Are you hearing me? All of you that are gathered here tonight, I want to speak this prophetic to you. If you're new in faith, you've been in faith for three weeks or for 30 years, listen up. You are in for something. God is about to do something in your life that cannot be measured by human standards. Isn't that wonderful? So uh, I, I believe the Lord is going to break down walls tonight. You see, uh, God said here that, that Jerusalem will be a city without walls. I will be its wall. It will be ju just be my fire and the glory within, that will, be, that will be the light. That will be what you will be guided by. And, and, and I want to say tonight that I, when I prayed and I prayed for, 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 for Bosher City and for, for, the, for the community church and for all of you here, the Holy Spirit has, has told me this, that tonight we will break down five different walls. Are you with me? We will see the breaking down of cultural limitations, of traditional limitations, of limitations of the mind, but also limitations of guilt and shame. Are you hearing me now? So, so I believe the Holy Spirit is going to do something. As you sit here, this next half hour, 40 minutes now, the Holy Spirit is going to minister to you and do something inside of you. Both inside of your intellect and your brain, but also in your spirit and your soul. How many of you are up for that? So let's just lift up our hands and pray for one minute before we continue now. Father, we are asking you to break limitations tonight. Let us not hinder you in our minds with different things that, that has been put in there. In Jesus' name we pray for a Holy Spirit breaking of limitations here tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's go quick, quick, quick into 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9 and 10 where Apostle Paul um, says like this. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard. Are you following me now? What no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, uh, what no human mind has conceived. And we have come up with some pretty crazy stuff. Do you agree with me? 
I mean, there are, there, there are some engineers in the room and there are some, some big brains in the room. We have come up with some pretty wild stuff. But no mind has conceived, Paul says, the things that God has prepared for those who love him. Man, do you love God? Then God has prepared something that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived. And then it says, these are the things that God has revealed to us by His Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. And I would like the Holy Spirit to be in the room today uh, to search out the deep things and the new things. All right? I'll tell a few stories and then we'll step into this. Um, there is a story in that we always tell in Africa about the little baby elephant that was brought from, from, from the national park into the circus. Some of you may have heard the story, but so they were going to train this baby elephant to function in the circus. So they took, they took a chain around his, what do you call it, around his ankle, and they, and, and they anchored it to a pole, and here this baby elephant could move in a circle around this pole, Right? How many of you have heard the story? Some of you have heard the story. So, and every time he jerked and tried to get away, he, he would get blisters, he would bleed, he would hurt. So he learned very quick that this is the parameters I have. This, this, this is the area I have. And I, and, I, and I can't go out of that. How many of you know that when we grew up, all of us in here, no matter who you are, it, 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 it doesn't matter, your parents might have thought they were the most... Uh, you know, wide thinkers, you know, they, they didn't want to put any barriers. But you were still, you still grew up in a certain culture. You grew up in a certain tradition. You grew up with, with, with things that were said in your home and around you and by your teachers. So we all have this, this unseen limitations in our life. Would you agree with me? So the elephant grew up and now they didn't even have to put the chain around his leg anymore. They could put a cotton thread or just a little cord but every time he felt something against his skin, he was afraid of jerking because he, he thought, I'm going to hurt myself. So this humongous elephant now, with, with just a little cord around his, his, his ankle, wouldn't move out of, of, of that circle where he was anchored, okay? So, so get me now. This is how I think it is with all of us in here. I think that we have grown up, right? We can move out of our limitations whenever we want to. This, this elephant could have just walked right out, dragged the pole with him, right? Wouldn't have been a problem whatsoever. But he was, in his mind, stuck to these limitations. And I think that all of us have these kind of limitations depending on from where we come. Okay, I grew up a non-Christian in South Austria. I got a lot of limitations. I, I, I said to, to Philip when I landed... Rednecks, ghetto people are the same no matter where you are in the world. How many of you get, you know, right? So, and I kind of grouped them in the same. Are you here? We were ghetto people, rednecks from Austria. And, um, and we, and, and you know, it, it doesn't matter. It's, 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 it's an isolation, you know. It's an isolated world. It's a, a, a shrinked perspective. And you're just with your own all right, I'm, okay, this is me. I'm talking about myself, I'm talking about how, how I grew up, and we knew everything about everything, right? But what, what, the reality is we didn't know a thing, okay? 
You know, sometimes America can get big-headed. Sometimes Europe can get big-headed, you know. But we are still limited because we are, we are in our culture. And, and today the Holy Spirit wants to come in here and just break some of those barriers. Break them and you, you, will take, you will take cord and chain and pole with you and just walk out. What do you say about that? Isn't that? Just, just, just walk out. So I came to Africa 22 years old. Had been a Christian for two years, two, 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 two and a half years. Came to Africa and I was going to work with an elderly lady called Vivian. And Vivian said to me, you don't really have to come. I'm going to a funeral today. And I got to tell you, I've regretted ever since that day that I didn't follow her to that so-called funeral. Because there was a man in a village that had died four, ye four, four, four days earlier. And they refused to bury him. You know, in equatorial Africa, this was in Kenya, we bury people right away. Okay? Because of the smell, because of the heat. So, but they had put daddy on a table in the middle of the village and they were waiting for the missionary to come because they were all believing that when the missionary comes daddy will be raised back to life all right Vivian comes in she has no faith for this thing and she gathers the people around the table to say goodbye to daddy and conduct the funeral and get the man in the ground okay really her thinking was I got to go in there and just get that man in the ground because he's been on that table for four days. But as they are gathering around the table, they take, they take one another's hands and the whole village grab, you know, the one that is next to Vivian grabs her hands and they start to pray. And they don't stop praying. They're just praying. They are praying. The, the woman of God is here. Uh, you know, anointing is here now. God is going. And, and, and in the middle of their praying, Daddy sits up on the table. He sits up on, on the table and, and asks for food and for water. And he, he was alive for several. I went and saw him. He was alive for several years after this. How many of you get what I'm saying? And she comes home from the funeral and tells me this like, and, and I'm like, <laughs> I'll never miss a funeral again. I'll never miss another funeral <laughs> You know, you don't want to miss a funeral in Africa. How I many of you get what I'm saying? Because it can be a resurrection service. And um, I had my mind, do you get it? My mind, I couldn't sleep that night. I was, I was just laying in my bed. Can you see this? And just thinking, man, wow, my life is going to change. I've come into, uh, uh, you know, an environment where everything I grew up with and everything that we thought was logic and could not be done and, you know, and, and it shouldn't be done, the, 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 that was off now. Those lids were off now. And my mind were racing, are you here? And I can tell you, God has not disappointed me. It has been a ride, guys, of the supernatural. And I'm here to tell all of you tonight that if you have limited God, Stop the nonsense. There is nothing he can't do. Are you here? There's no maximums to our God. And what you've seen and experienced so far, it, 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 it's, it's nothing to what he has prepared if you love him and are eager to have your limitations broken. Amen? 
So, oh my goodness, I, I, I could continue. Now I want to tell a bunch of miracle stories. And some of you are saying, yeah, yeah, give me some more. But, 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 but I, nah, nah, not, not yet, not yet. So the Holy Spirit, I've said, wants to break limitations of the mind, of culture, of traditions, guilt, and shame. So let's talk a little bit about that. Can we do that? Yeah. How many of you know that that culture is so much deeper than you think? Right? Culture has to do with, with what has been there for centuries. Right? Culture is something. And you might think you're free from it, but you aren't really. I had this Muslim woman that walked through my door back home and she refused to shake hands with me because she had been, um, you know, cleaning herself for the, for the Friday prayer. And, and I, was, I was offended because I said, in my culture, we shake hands. We, we, you know, and now with COVID, all of this has changed, right? You're doing your elbow and your fist and all. I'll shake your hand. If you don't shake my hand, I'm offended. I'm a South Austrian. Can, can, you, see here? can, can you see how, how ridiculous it, it becomes? I had, a, I had a long time during the dinner just trying to get over that this woman, whoever she thinks she is, can't even shake my hand when he, she comes to be a dinner guest. Of my, how many of you know that there are stuff like that going on inside of us? Someone says the wrong word in a conversation, in an interview, and he's just off the list. How many of you know? Or, 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 oh, my goodness. Oh, okay, I know who you are. And we, we, can't, you know, we, we, we put people in boxes and we put labels on them because of our culture. And when I come to America, my goodness, was I making a fool of myself because I didn't know the culture. I didn't mean, I didn't mean to be rude. I didn't mean to offend, but I offended just because I didn't know the culture. And, and, and that's the same with traditions. How many of you know, you know, traditions can be super strong. Church traditions, the way we've done things, the way we were raised, the way we've, we've been worshiping, right? And then all of a sudden we are in another tradition. And we, and we are with other, and, and, and now, and, and some of us, we, we think we cannot even experience God in another tradition. Are you here? No, we, it's, it's impossible for me to experience God. But I can tell you this, God is bigger than both culture and traditions. God is bigger than Christmas and Easter. Are you here? God is bigger than what you grew up in. God is bigger than your denomination. God is bigger than your background. God is bigger than your religion. Are you hearing me? Oh, I see it all the time. I come to Muslim places and I don't know what it is, but there are always more people healed in Muslim places than there are in Christian places. Some of you go, oh, here we're trying to do all the right things, you know, and God is not moving. Among. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's the freaking problem. That you're trying to do everything right and think you're obligated to the miraculous and obligated to this and that. And then a Muslim just walks in and says, yeah, I'll take it. And, and they take, you know. We handed out handbills in Pakistan. I'll never forget in Karachi where, where it said free healings for Muslims and Christians. Bring your ticket. This with the handbills. 35,000 Muslims came in on the first night with their tickets. It says Muslims first. Where is the line for Muslims? It says Muslims first. And, and everyone we prayed for received healing. 
legs that were twisted the wrong direction, twisted right in front of our eyes. You know, feet that were, that were elephantitis feet shrink together. I, I, I can tell you, I've seen the miraculous. You, you, you want to put me on the spot and you want to convince me differently. You 30 years too late. I hear. I've seen it. I'll, I'll take up a debate with any professor at any university anywhere in the world. 30 years too late, man. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen the hand of God. I've seen the finger of Jesus. Are you here? I've seen what he can do. Oh, my goodness. He, he will blow our minds. And when we go into this, how many of you know that it's very easy to get stuck in your mind about how God has... And how he should be working in our lives. But there is such a miracle power in a brand new thought. How many of you know what I'm saying? There's, there's just a brand new. So let, let me quick go to John's Gospel chapter 5. John's Gospel chapter 5. And as, as I'm in, in, in Louisiana, I assume when I start telling the story, most of you know the story. So Jesus came to a pool in Jerusalem called Bethesda. And at the Bethesda pool, there were five colonnades. And there were disabled people laying around there, right? Handicapped people laying around because there was a healing legend around the pool. How many of you remember? There was an angel stepping down in the pool. From time to time, he stirred the water. And when the water was stirred, the first one down in such a stirring were healed. Right? So that was the whole thing. And it, obviously, this happened occasionally because otherwise there wouldn't have been hundreds of disabled people laying around. And we might say whatever we want about this. But this is just, it must have happened. Otherwise, there wouldn't have been so many people. So Jesus comes into a place where people should be open for healings. You know, Jesus was a healer, right? He, he, he was the healing Messiah. So, Je so Jesus comes in there where people should be open. They have expectations already. They're laying around. And he meets this man, and you know the story, who has been there for 38 years. And, uh, and, and we always say that it's good to think a new thought every 38 years or so. How many of you know? So, so this guy, so this guy, he's, he's having his eyes locked on the pool. Right? And, he, and then Jesus comes, and I think it's such a humorous story. Now God comes in the flesh to the scene. And God is standing there in Jesus and he asks him, do you want to get healed? The guy, you know, just like I was offended by this woman doesn't want to shake hands with me. Are you here? This guy got offended immediately. How can you even ask such a question? I mean, I've 38 years. But, you, but let me explain to you. And now he is explaining to God how God does miracles in Jerusalem. Can you see it? It's a little bit like a Louisianan explaining to a missionary from Africa how God does miracle in Louisiana. Are you here? Or you come into Europe, are you here? Well, this is not how it works around Austria. Well, you can tell all these amazing stories from Africa, but my relatives will say, well, you are in Austria now. How many of you know what I'm saying? So here... This man explains to God how God have been working, should be working, and most likely will be working at this pool. Do you somehow feel like, yeah, that has been me at times. 
because you've locked your eyes on the pool. This is how God will make the miracle. This is how he will come through. And now God comes another angle. Isn't it wonderful when God comes another angle? He comes from the sidelines and he says, hey, do you want to get well? And the guy says, well, let me explain to you how it works around here. An angel will step down into the pool. He will stir the pool and the first one down will be healed. He's neurotic. You see, don't mess my stuff up here now. Okay, don't mess it up. This is how it happens in Jerusalem. This is what I've been waiting for 38 years. And every time someone else gets in before me, can you hear the frustration? Can you hear this, this, this cruel healing lottery, right? And every time he crawls away on his elbows to buy a Jerusalem post and a snicker, are you here? So the water is stirred and someone else gets in. Some of you didn't like that joke. I love that. Anyhow. So, so I mean, it's, it, it, this is hard things that God has to receive. And then Jesus says, you know, Ta-da. <laughs> I'm here. God is here. But we can't see God sometimes because of the pool. We can't see God at times because of our culture. Because of our traditions, because of the strongholds of our minds. Do, do you get what I'm saying? Because of guilt and shame. No, I haven't, I haven't been fasting. I haven't been praying. This is not a day for the miraculous. Well, you, you didn't know, but I actually sinned this morning. Are you here? So this day is off the list for the miraculous. Are you, are you, you getting what I'm So you have your whole little thing inside of you. That hinders you from God coming from the sidelines. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. But God will come from the sidelines, people. All of a sudden, he will stand at your pool of Bethesda. And he will say, get the eyes off the pool, man. No, 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 no. An angel will step down to the pool. The pool will be stirred. And the first one down will be healed. And you see, I've missed it many times. And I'm not going to. No, no, no. And then the man says, Jesus says, God says, take up your mat and walk. Well, it can't be that simple. 38 years I've been waiting. I mean, come on. What do you mean take up your mat? And well, I hear you must have been in Africa. You must have been in, in Asia somewhere. Maybe they do that stuff there, but that doesn't happen in Bossier City. That doesn't happen where I am from. Listen up now. It's good to think a brand new thought. At least every 38 years or so, it's good to think a brand new thought, isn't it? Take up your mat and walk. And the guy takes up his mat. He, he says, okay, I'll, I'll try. And it works. What do you think he's thinking when he's walking up? I've been laying around this pool for 38 years. I missed all the fun for 38 years. What do you think I thought when I came to Africa? I'm not going to let all these people have all their fun for themselves. I'm going to join this. I'm not going to miss out. And I'd like to say to all of you tonight, you can't let Africa have all this miracle fun for themselves. So you hear me? You can't let all those Latinos down there believing in the miraculous. Are you, are you hearing me? Hey, come on. God will come from the sidelines. God will come with brand new thoughts. God will break limitations. God will bust our minds. God will do something. How many of you know also that every time you're going on a mission trip, it's always that person that never has it together that sees all the miracles? 
I don't know how many groups I've been taking that have come with us to the festivals. And there's always this sloppy girl, you know, who didn't even have her passport at the airport. How many of you know? You know, she has forgotten everything and she's not done the fasting days and the prayer chains. Are you here? She, you know, she's still smoking a little bit behind, you know, <laughs> behind the scenes and and you think you got it all together and then you step in to the place and demons are coming out she's just coughing demons are coming out she's just sneezing one direction people are being healed how many of you know what i'm saying and you just get what what's wrong <laughs> why <laughs> i love how god frustrates us isn't it i love how god Sometimes he just comes and uses people that you don't even think can be used. I mean, if you know, but hasn't, hasn't she been married three times? Are you here? And God just does it. Come on, somebody. Aren't we happy that God is bigger than culture, traditions, that God... Aren't, aren't you happy that Jesus heals on a Sabbath? Aren't you happy Jesus just... Come on, somebody. He is bigger than the Sabbath. Something has come that is bigger than the Sabbath. He breaks our minds. He breaks those limitations. Oh my goodness, I feel the Holy Spirit is about to do something. You will not get stuck at that pool. I'm prophesying over you now. You will get your eyes off that pool. Jesus is standing just next to you in this moment speaking to you. Ah. Oh my goodness, I'm, I'm thinking... <laughs> <laughs> Let me take you to Acts chapter 10 quick. How many of you know that Jesus had said to his disciples, go out in all the world, <laughs> right? Power will come upon you, Acts, right? And you preach the gospel in Jerusalem, you know, Judea, Samaria, and then to the ends of the, of the earth. But the apostles never got out of Jerusalem. How many of you know? I mean, the first 10, 15 years, they didn't get out of Jerusalem. So God had to allow persecutions to come. And one time it says, everyone left, but the apostles still stayed. <laughs> so he had to come with a second wave in the book of Acts. Then the apostles started leaving. And it took Peter some time to get out. Peter went out to fix some things. You know, there was a, a deacon, a wild Philip. Preached the gospel in Samaria among the mixed people. Huh? You know those that aren't really Jews? Uh, they aren't really Gentiles either. I don't know what they are. Right? There Philip was and he preached and miracles happened. So Peter and John came to fix things. And now they ended up in the things of God. Laid hands upon people. And, and Philip, he's already on his way to the next. Right? That's who you are. You can't help it. <laughs> an angel has spoken to you. I'm coming in for the conference, you know. <laughs> but an angel, where's Philip? Where's the host? Well, an angel showed up. He, he's out of here. I mean, he, he left. And then we, we're trying to make it down to the road, you know, where they still spotted him. But Philip has been taken by a wind. He's dropped down in another city where he's preaching. Are, are you getting what I'm saying? There are some people... They have just left the cultural barriers in, in, in what is expected of them. Are you here? And, and um, 
Oh, isn't, isn't it wonderful just to get out the voices? That you, listen, there's no order in this meeting today. The Holy Spirit does whatever He wants, whenever He wants. The Holy Spirit is free. The Holy Spirit is bigger than us. Are you here? The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is here. And this is this is this, this is that one. And, and here Peter comes and, and then Peter discovers that there's a whole other world outside of Jerusalem. So stuff starts to happen. Peter prays for a paralytic woman, right? A, a, a paralyzed woman who, who 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 is healed, and then he no, it was a man. And then he prays for a, for a dead woman, right? That is being raised. How many of you remember? Huh? And and then he ends up in in Joppa, where Tel Aviv is today, in Simon the Tanner's house. This businessman, you know, who owned a, a, some kind of a company in the leather industry, and he stays as as as, as a guest. This is Acts chapter ten. He stays as a guest in Simon the Tanner's house, and and he is up on the roof. He's hungry. He's ordered something to eat. And while they are preparing the food, he starts to pray. Right? Adam was so funny. You had Adam around here for some time. But when Adam was a little kid, Adam would whisper to Mama, can you please pray for the food? Oh, yeah. I thought we had an angel in the room. Okay. So, wow, you sneaked up on me there, bro. So, Adam would whisper to mama, don't let daddy pray. Because if I started to pray, we wouldn't eat. <laughs> you know? So, I, I, I want you to catch this. Peter is praying, and what happens to Peter is, is, is fantastic. Some of you may not have seen it, but I've meditated on this text. Some of you may have seen it, but some of you have not. But I've meditated upon this text. You know, Peter was praying for the Great Commission. He was, he was praying that they would be able to carry out what Jesus did. And, and now there was a church plant coming down from heaven. Right? There was a church plant. It was the church, the first church plant among the Gentiles coming up. Then it was a big sheet. And you've heard me say this before. When I came to America, I couldn't say that word. I've become better. Sheet. Sheet. So you can imagine what I said. I preached about the big coming down from heaven. People were running out of the church because of culture, traditions, and, you know, certain words that you... So, but, but, I, but I thought it was brilliant when someone explained to me what I was saying. Because it was really a big shit coming down from heaven. Now follow me now. Some of you, some of you ticked off immediately. That's your problem. It's not my problem. I come from a culture, are you here? Where that word is accepted. And in your culture, it's not accepted. Now I know your culture, so I could be a little more cautious. But today I did it on purpose. Why did I do it on purpose? Because I need to rock your world so that Jesus can come in from the sidelines. Are you hearing me? Yeah. So, and I, and I thought it was brilliant because I was one big S, one big piece of S that Jesus declared clean. Because what is 
What is the Holy Spirit saying when this sheet comes down? Full of unkosher animals. Reptiles, snakes, pigs, lizards. Are you here? Bats, rats. Slaughter and eat. No, I've never eaten anything unclean in my life. This is Peter's Jewish traditions. His culture. No, 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 no. I would never do such. Don't you dare declare anything unclean that I've declared clean. Do you think Peter had his boat rocked? What are you talking about here? Shall I abandon my Judaism? Shall I abandon what I am? And, 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 he, and the Holy Spirit is just preparing him because this big sheet that comes down is the church plant. You know that I've prayed and I've, I've planted churches and I've lived for, you know, and we always pray for, for a nice church. But then God gives us the people in the church. How many of you know what I'm saying? I mean, they are, I mean, I'm sorry to say, but my church plans, they are never filled with lawyers and doctors and school teachers in the beginning. Are you here? No, it's people running from their creditors. Are you here? Oh, yes. It's because the, the, those are the ones that are open first, that are receiving first. It is ex-prostitutes and strippers and drug dealers. Are you here? Mafia and, you know, yeah, we have, we have an expression. We say sometimes Satan sits, sits water combed on the first row, you know. We can't say it in English, but in my language it sounds fun. Yeah. So Peter prays for a church plant and what, what, what does he receive? Bats and rats. Pigs and lizards. God is declaring them. And now Peter, because of this vision, comes to the house of Cornelius. You know, those dirty Italians, you know. You know, those dirty Italians. You know, I grew up with Italians. I was, we were just at the border. Oh my, those dirty Italians. Some of you are offended me just saying that. What are you saying? I love Italians, are you here? And by the way, I'm half Jewish. Some of you go rabbi and shalom on me now. I will calm you down. <laughs> All right. But are, you, are, you, are you hearing me today? So, here is the point I'm making. Peter is rocked. He comes into the house of Cornelius the Italian. And they are worshipping Jupiter and Mars. Right? They... they the Holy Spirit knows he is probably not going to lead them in a salvation prayer. The Holy Spirit knows that he's that that, that he's he's just he just knows that he's allowed to be there. But how far he can take this thing, he doesn't know. So the Holy Spirit just have to jump a step ahead. And here you go again. My theology. You believe, you confess, you're being baptized in water. And then after teaching, you receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And Oh, and if you're very spiritual, you will speak in tongues and prophesy. Here are the worshippers of Jupiter and Mars standing. Right? These dirty Italians. Huh? These wine drinkers and cheese eaters. Salami eaters. Here they are. Should be happy it is a South European speaking to you tonight, right? So, 
So he, and the Holy Spirit just falls upon. Because the Holy Spirit is not a medal. Right? The Holy Spirit doesn't, you see, the Holy Spirit is a spirit that makes holy. We can't be holy without the Holy Spirit. How many of you know that we are in a catch 22 as many times as Pentecostal believers? You got you to gotta deserve the Holy Spirit. But you also need the Holy Spirit to be holy. So it's a catch 22. How many of you going? But thank you God. The Holy Spirit falls upon these idol worshippers. Falls upon these Italians. And they start to speak in tongues and prophesy. And Peter doesn't know what to do. What do we do with this? But they are speaking in tongues like we are. And he can hardly believe it. Let's baptize them. We've got to fix the problem again. Again. I just fixed it for Philip. Now you messed up my whole theology here. You messed up everything here. i got to fix it again. So they baptized them in the first year. And now he has to stand almost on trial back home in Jerusalem. What have you done? You've been eating with them. What, what, what do you, have you baptized them? Do you, do you? And he says, who was I to hinder God? And here's my question tonight. Who are you to hinder God? Who are you to limit God? I never forget when I was invited to this Anglican church. You know, I'd been a Pentecostal preacher for some while. And, and I thought, you know, God could, could, you know, there was a certain way. And he could not accept certain things. And here I was invited to this Anglican church. There were thousands of people. And in the middle of my sermon, without me even making a salvation invitation, they started streaming to the front from all sides. And then they started being baptized in the Holy Spirit. And before I knew it, the priest was standing in his big God. Together with his deacons just, you know, like this, singing in tongues around the altar. And the Holy Spirit started baptizing people. Demons came out and people were healed. And I came home 2 a.m. Because there was just an outpouring. Who am I to hinder God? Who am I to say what cannot be done? I never forget I was in this place in Pakistan where they wanted to close us down. We couldn't continue with the services. We couldn't continue with the meetings. And then, and then I prayed, God, help me make a way out of this. And God sent the chief mullah. The chief mullah, which is then the, you know, the, 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 like, a, like a bishop in the church world. But for the Muslims in that area. And he came into my hotel room and he chain smoked the whole time. He was so happy, he said, I can't smoke among my Muslim brothers, but with my Christian brother, I can smoke. I said, not from the tradition I come from, but that's another story. Because I'm a Pentecostal preacher and someone that smokes, he has a demon. Are you here? But he smoked, chain smoked. And all of a sudden, he said, I'm going to help you. And he became... The one that fixed all my permissions to preach Jesus and do my healing meetings. How many of you get that God got me from the side? He got me from the side. The one I thought was my greatest enemy became my greatest friend and opened up the whole area for us. And he stood outside 
outside the meetings and calm down the police and the military that wanted to break up the services. He said, this man is my friend. He was so happy he could smoke in my hotel room probably. <laughs> Are you here tonight? Hey, listen. Now we're coming to the last things and then we're going to pray. You might sit in here and you think, I don't deserve the miracles. I don't deserve the things of God. You're on a constant guilt trip. You constantly feel ashamed of yourself because you, you're never good enough. Listen, you will never be good enough. That's why God fell upon the worshippers of Jupiter and Mars. Yeah? That's why God just comes. That, that's why He sent Jesus to declare things that are unclean, clean. That's why we become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's why we receive this amazing exchange. Maybe you're just bound in legalism and bad religion. Are you here? And I don't know, God can do a thing in my I don't know what he, what he can do in my life. And maybe he, he is not showing up in my life because of this. Hey, those limitations are going to be broken too. I sometimes tell people, well, well hey, if it was like you're telling me, how? How would it even be possible for God to use a person like me? A person like me. But he, he's, you know, he just skipped the whole row of things. He just jumped over a whole line. And he picked a little beer, drinking, card playing. Are you here? Come on. Perverse, fighter, little Austrian. And he sended me to Africa and threw me in where dead were being raised and lame were walking and demons were coming out. And he turned a first generation Christian into a wild Pentecostal. Are you here? And sometimes I'm wondering how did I end up here? How, how did I end up in all this? The breaking of limitations. The Holy Spirit came, right? And I walked out with pole and chain and everything. Just walked past the Alps, past the Mediterranean, past the desert of Sahara and straight into my destiny. Are you here? And that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do here tonight. He wants to come upon you with just a wave of grace. Let's stand up on our feet. Let's stand up on our feet.